0: This is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey.
1: Hi there. I'm John Avery Whitaker, but you can call me Whit. My friends and I are about to set off for a time of wonder and excitement. You want to come along? We'd love to have you join us for today's Adventure in Odyssey. Sir? Martin Luther. He is a
2: heretic. That's who he is. This is an incredible tragedy. Get back. The water's gonna blow. I
3: cannot. And I won't.
4: Philip! Philip!
1: Welcome to A Moment in Time on Kids Radio. We're coming to you live from Odyssey Community Church, where we'll be discussing what we're listening to, hymns. Singing is one of our most important acts of worship. And today, on A Moment in Time, we'll meet and talk with three people who wrote some of our greatest and best-loved hymns. I'm John Avery Whitaker. Stay with us, please. with a moment in time on kids radio you all sing beautifully
4: well let me
1: ask you a question when you're singing do you ever think about who wrote the hymns how about you uh no not really (laughs) well do any of you ever wonder if there's a story behind the hymn how about you
4: sometimes but most of the time i just think about the song
1: well i do the same thing and i'd say that most of our listeners probably do too Did you know that at one point in church history, worshipers weren't allowed to sing hymns in church or out of it? To find out how that changed, Lucy Schultz has taken our microphones to Wittenberg, Germany, in the year 1517. Lucy, are you there?
5: Yes, I'm standing outside the doors of the castle church here at Wittenberg. A crowd is standing in line, waiting to drop coins into a large box. A man is talking to the people as they file past. I'm going to see if I can speak with him. My children, keep coming. There are pardons enough for all. Excuse me. Excuse me.
2: Mister. I am here, Tetzel, priest here at the church. How may I help you, child?
5: I was wondering if you could explain what you're doing.
2: What, providing these poor lost souls with peace of mind? By giving them pieces of paper? These are not just pieces of paper, they are pardons for sin.
4: Pardons?
2: Yes. These parchments are indulgences.
5: What does that mean?
2: It means he is selling these people a lie Oh, no, not again
5: And who are you, sir?
2: I am Luther, Martin Luther He is a
5: heretic, that's who
2: he is It is not I who practice heresy, Tetzel But you who keep God's word from the people
5: Would you explain that?
2: It's all here on this paper A list of 95 theses
5: Theses?
2: Yes, complaints against the church establishment
5: Oh, what kind of complaints?
2: You have witnessed them Greedy and corrupt officials peddling remission of sins and and salvation like a street vendor. Street vendor?
5: Are you selling these indulgences there, Tetzel? No.
2: These are acts of sacrifice leading to penitence. Sacrifice? Payments, you mean. You are selling salvation. Say what you will. These papers are authorized by the church. Uh, Are they authorized by God? Certainly not in the scriptures. But the people do not know that because you have convinced them that only you are capable of understanding and and interpreting the Bible. The people are ill-equipped to read Holy Scripture on their own. Most of them cannot read at all. And those who can cannot read the language of Scripture, Latin. Then teach the people to read and give them the Bible in their own tongue. You are mad, Luther. Am I? Am I? Prove it by the scriptures. Where is it written that that only officials and trained choirs should sing in the church? For more than a thousand years, lay people have been denied the right to raise their voices and praise to God in the worship services. But the Bible tells us to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Do you see what you and your 95 theses have started? (laughs) I have not yet begun. You would have me stand idly by while you pervert God's word and deprive the people of the holy scriptures. But for too long I have remained silent. I shall remain silent no longer. You would nail your foul document to the very doors of the church? Yes, for all who believe the truth to see. Before you do, Luther, be warned. The church does not suffer insults lightly. If you persist in these actions, you risk excommunication. Herr Luther, your response? Here is my answer. You are mad!
5: How would you answer that charge, Herr Luther?
2: I must do what God has called me to do. If others believe it is madness, well, so be it.
5: Aren't you afraid of the church establishment?
2: God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Psalm 46. When the battle is the Lord's, there is no need for fear. And now, I must join the people, if you'll excuse me.
5: And that's a moment in time at Wittenberg, Mr. Whitaker. One man standing up for the truth. Back to you.
1: Thank you, Lucy. When Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the Wittenberg door, he started something called the Reformation a movement that made it possible for ordinary people to read the Bible and praise God in song. Because congregations at that time had few hymns to sing, Luther began to write them. Today, four centuries later, we still sing his most famous hymn, a hymn of strength and courage in the face of oppression, inspired by Psalm 46, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Most hymns express joy and hope Many came about as a result Of a great sorrow and tragedy Such is the case with our next hymn Written by a man named Philip Bliss With more on this remarkable musician We've sent Lawrence Hodges Back to Ashtabula, Ohio In the year 1876 Lawrence?
0: Thank you, Mr. Whitaker Actually, I'm at the train station Just outside Ashtabula Where Philip Bliss should be arriving shortly With me is Major Daniel Whittle, an evangelist who works with Mr. Bliss. Welcome to A Moment in Time, sir. Thank you. Tell us about Philip Bliss. How did you meet him?
2: Well, I became very active in God's work after my return from the late war between the states.
0: That's where you got the title major.
2: That's correct. Anyway, Philip and I went to the same church.
0: Went? You don't go there anymore?
2: No, because the Lord blessed our efforts at that church. A mutual friend encouraged us to launch out on our own.
0: Mutual friend?
2: Yes. Perhaps you've heard of him. Uh, Dwight Moody? Oh, yes. Well, thanks to his urgings, Mr. Bliss and I now tour the country spreading the gospel of Jesus.
0: Tell us about Mr. Bliss's music.
2: Well, I'm a preacher, not a musician. But Philip has a remarkable grasp of what makes a good hymn. His ability to put the fundamental truths of the gospel into poetic and singable form is a testament to his deep faith and devotion to God.
0: Thank you, Major Whittle. Well, as you can hear, the train carrying Mr. Bliss is approaching. This is really a nice scene. Let me see if I can describe it for you. The station is located near a ravine. An old wooden trestle spans the ravine, and the train crosses it before coming to town. It's like a picture out of the Old West. The train is on the trestle now. It should only be a few moments before it... Wait! Something is happening! The train is slow to a crawl! trestle swing, hit! The train has crashed down to the bottom of the ravine. The crowd is rushing to the crash site. I'm going to try to get down there myself. I'm going to try to keep...
1: Lawrence! Lawrence! We seem to have lost contact with Lawrence Hodges. Uh, while we try to Mr. reestablish... Whittaker? Wait! I think we may be getting through.
0: Mr. Whitaker? Hello? Are you there?
1: Yes, Lawrence, we are. What's happening?
0: I'm at the bottom of the ravine now. As you can hear, there's a great deal of commotion. The train is a mass of twisted metal. Workers are rushing to rescue people from the wreck. This is an incredible tragedy. There's Major Whittle. Major! Over here! Bliss is alive. What? This is unbelievable. Philip Bliss has somehow survived. We're going to him right now.
2: Here, Philip, sit down. You shouldn't move.
0: <laughs> My wife. Still, still on the train. He's in the
4: wreckage? Yes! (coughs) I've got to find her! The workers will take care of it, Philip. No! (coughs) I must find her!
1: (coughs) Philip, wait! Get back! The water's gonna blow! Philip!
4: Philip! Dear Lord!
0: The train... It's... It's completely engulfed in flame. Mr. Bliss... He... He didn't come out. Back to you, Mr.
1: Whitaker. Philip Bliss perished trying to rescue his wife from the fiery wreckage of the train. Later, Major Whittle and another man named James McGranahan found Philip's trunk, which somehow survived the crash and fire. In it was the last song he ever wrote, called My Redeemer. James McGranahan put music to the words, and it soon became a favorite on Major Whittle's evangelistic campaigns and with good reason. It reminds us of the wonderful hope we have, a hope so profound that even in tragedy we can sing of our Redeemer. program on hymns would be complete without our next guest. She is known as the Queen of Hymns, having written more than 8,000 of them. She has also been called the happiest creature in all the land. Her name is Fanny J. Crosby, and our own Jenny Roberts is with her at her home in Bridgeport, Connecticut in the year 1915. Jenny, are you there?
5: I am Mr. Whittaker, and sitting next to me at the piano is Mrs. Crosby. Well, actually, Crosby's my maiden name. My married name
3: is Van Alstine, but Crosby's much easier to spell. (laughs) Would you rather I called you Mrs. Van Alstine? Oh, no, no, no. I'd rather you called me Aunt Fanny, because that's what everyone calls me.
5: (laughs) All right, Aunt Fanny. Boy,
3: 8,000 hymns. How did you do it? Well, I didn't, dear. The Lord did it through me. Have you always been a Christian? Well, I was brought up in a Christian home, yes. But when I was 30 years old, I truly met the Lord for the first time at a revival meeting. And I just felt as though He was flooding my soul with His light. And for the first time, I realized that I had been trying to hold the world in one hand and and God in the other. Was that when you started writing hymns? Believe it or not, no. Really? No. Uh, That came about 10 years later. I had had some success with writing popular music, and then one day William Bradbury, a well-known church musician, said to me, Fanny, he talked this way, you know, he was very important. Don't you think it's time you used your talents for the Lord? And I realized he was right.
5: Yeah, your hymns are sung more than those of any other gospel writer. Mm. Have you ever stopped to think of how many people have been led to Christ through your songs?
3: Oh, my goodness, no. Really? No, that's the Lord's business, not mine. However, I do know that people who'd never read a sermon would read a song, and that's why I put as much of the gospel as I can into my lyrics.
5: That's great. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration for some of those hymns? For instance, I understand there's a wonderful story behind All the Way My Savior Leads Me. Oh, oh my. Oh, yes. Well,
3: well, you see, I needed $5, and I didn't know where I was going to get it. Hmm. So I prayed about it. And a few minutes later, a stranger appeared at my door with just the right amount. And I have no way of accounting for it except that God answered my prayer. And I just thought it was so wonderful the way the Lord leads me, so I wrote a song about it.
5: Hmm. Well, what about Rescue the Perishing? Oh,
3: well. Well, now, that came about during my mission work in the inner city. You see, I was speaking to a large group, and Mm -hmm. I kept thinking that some poor boy must be rescued that night or not at all. And I told the crowd that if there was someone present who had wandered away from his mother's teaching to please see me. Mm. And after the service, you know, a young man came up, and he tugged on my sleeve, and he said, "'Miss Crosby, did you mean me? I promised my mother I'd meet her in heaven, but as I'm living now, that'll be impossible.'" Well, we prayed together. And when we finished, you could see the light in his eyes. And he said, Now I can meet my mother, for I've found God.
5: Those are remarkable stories. Oh, yes.
3: You know, I look forward to seeing that young man in heaven one day.
5: How did you get the title, The Happiest Creature in All the Land? Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, I don't
3: know. I... I guess I just decided a long time ago that I wasn't going to feel sorry
5: for myself. Sorry? Mm Mm-hmm. If you'll pardon me for saying so, you're famous and successful. What do you have to feel sorry for yourself about?
3: Why, about my
5: condition, of course. Oh, I apologize. I didn't know you had a condition. See, I have one of my own. I'm blind. Oh, my
3: dear. So am I. You? Since I was six weeks old, it was due to improper medical treatment. I can't believe this. I had no idea. (laughs) And neither did I. And to think all this time, I've been sitting across from one of the fortunate ones, and I didn't even know. Fortunate ones? That's what I call folks like us. I'm not sure I call us fortunate. Oh, yes, we are. You know, I once ran into a Scottish minister who rambled on and on about how sorry he was for me. And after a while I finally told him that if at birth I had been able to make one request of God, it would have been that I should be born blind. Really? Why? Because when I get to heaven, the first face I shall see will be the Savior's.
5: Yeah. Um, well, we're out of time. I want to thank you for talking with me today. Oh,
3: you're welcome, dear. But listen, before you go, I have a little something special for you. Really? Yes. It's a poem I wrote when I was eight years old. Oh, what a happy soul am I, although I cannot see. I am resolved that in this world contented I will be. How many blessings I enjoy that other people don't. To weep and sigh because I'm blind? I cannot. And I won't.
5: That was really wonderful. Thank you once again. Um, back to you, Mr. Whitaker.
1: Thank you, Jenny. Fanny Crosby went to be with the Lord on February 12, 1915. Carved on her tombstone are the words Jesus spoke about Mary, the sister of Lazarus, after she anointed the Lord with costly perfume. The words are... She hath done what she could. Perhaps her best known hymn is the one the congregation is humming right now. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. It's very appropriate, for we're certain this blind poetess is now gazing upon the face of the Savior she loved and served so well, singing his praises all the day long. Heard on today's program were Lucy Schultz, Lawrence Hodges, and Jenny Roberts. I'm John Avery Whitaker, inviting you to join us again soon for a moment in time.
0: wits said at the start of today's program singing is one of our most important acts of worship the songs we heard today were written for this one reason and that's why when we're in church we should do what it says in psalm 96 verses 1 and 2 oh sing to the lord a new song sing to the lord all the earth sing to the lord bless his name adventures and odysseys a presentation of focus on the family hymn writers was written and directed by Bill lawler Our production engineer was Bob Luttrell. And our executive producer, Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris, hoping you'll join us again next time for more Adventures
4: in Odyssey.